Now let's go to Barbara Friedman. She's taking a look at what's trending, and I have a f- sneaking suspicion that the ANC may feature. No, they it not. does not. Oh, you know, one has to make choices. Okay, right. I only have three. No, so. th- thank you for the choices, and I think you exercise the right <laughs> choice. Well, I have gone. I mean, the two of my three are not at all. They are really not not very nice to talk about, but we one we must. The first is rougher. Um, and it just feels like it's getting to a point where I don't even, I just don't even know how this is going to end. I mean, currently we have a situation where more than one million Palestinians who have been, f- who have fled, you know, as the Israeli Defense Force has been attacking Gaza, they fled further and further south and are now sheltering in place in Rafa, which is the last sort of town or city right on the Egyptian border in the Gaza Strip. Um, over a million Palestinians sheltering there after Israel had declared that a safe zone. And now Netanyahu has made it clear that he is mounting an offensive to attack Rafa and even governments that have not maybe been as, for, you know, as, as clear leading up to this are telling him to back off and to show some restraint. I mean, this includes the UK, it includes the US even, who haven't always been that, what's the word, vocal about that. Germany, New Zealand, Australia, and a lot of a lot of international condemnation at the moment. The, the French President uh, Macron uh, really saying to Netanyahu, this is going to be an absolute massacre and an absolute disaster. The WHO yesterday warning that an Israeli military offensive against Gaza against Rafa in southern Gaza would cause an unfathomable catastrophe, they called it, you know, bringing the whole health system there to an absolute collapse. And honestly, just very hard to watch the videos, see the photos of families in tents in Rafa. I mean, they're already on the run. And, you know, where do you go from here? And what is going to happen? I mean, already explosions are happening there. And Netanyahu basically not backing down. He's just not backing down. I don't know where he thinks this is going to end. Um, and oh, I, you know, I think that was the game plan from but from it inception. Even feel like to it drive make any sense though to drive the Palestinians out of uh, the Gaza Strip into the Sinai the Desert through the Rafah Gate. That was the game plan for them to emigrate <laughs> willingly out of uh, it just Gaza. It makes no sense to me that you would. Yeah, I, I understand, but. You know, I don't think there's any any modern warfare that has actually done something quite this. Well, from the outset, I, I said that history is going to be judging us individually, whether we're there or not, harshly Very in terms so. of how we relate to this particular conflict. Very much so. Um, and the intensity, especially, of this particular conflict. And, and we need to do the right thing. And I, I'm not going to tell you what the right thing is. Uh, for me, it's absolutely clear, and I cannot be half pregnant about it. Yeah. The next story is, and it's, I almost feel like there's a link because you kind of see what goes on every day in Gaza, which you almost, the people become a little bit, not all everyone, but there's a little bit of a, you know, not immunity, but it's because you're seeing these things every day and you sort of just get on with your life in a way. And then you have the Super Bowl, you know, the American Super Bowl parade that followed the Chiefs win at the Super Bowl on 
Super Bowl Sunday. I'm probably going to get all of these details wrong because I'm like really not very clued up on that. But Kansas City Chiefs, which did win the Super Bowl, there was a parade. And I just thought to myself about the Springbok parade here in the city after we won the World Cup not very long ago. And it just made me think about that. I mean, remember all the people were crowding here in the streets of Cape Town. It was an incredible celebration. And their people were in Kansas City crowding the streets to celebrate the win of their team. And three people started shooting into the crowd. One in particular, um, and then the video that's gone viral is of some good Samaritans in the crowd seeing the shooting starting, tackling this shooter. Um, and uh, it just is quite amazing. And then I watched a clip on one of their TV stations of one of the guys who had tackled the shooter and it was actually amazing. He just said, like, what else would I do? He said, I saw this happening. I didn't think. I just jumped on top of him. And the gun flew out of the guy's hand. 22 people were shot. Only one has died. Nine of the victims were children. You say it's multiple shooters. Well, they, I saw in one of the reports that they're saying that there were three and that they have detained, I think they've detained two of them so far maybe it's all three one of them i know definitely there were pictures of him in custody and um, that's the one that they tackled and then the police came in obviously there to assist but it's just fascinating to me that the crowd actually brought down the shooter before he could yeah. shoot more people and yeah i just i was thinking about that parade we had here not very long ago and i was just thinking can you imagine taking your children to a celebratory parade i mean america and these shootings i do not understand yeah, I, I got it uh, last night on TV. It, it was it was uh, mm. early days mm. uh, in the unfolding mm. kind of saga. Uh, I'll be interested to know yeah. what what their motivations so, are. Well, you know, people are saying things like white supremacy and whatever, but that's absolute so social media speculation. I have no idea what was behind this one, two, or three men that were behind this. And I, yes, as you said, the details will unfold. Look the. One woman, she's a mom, I think she's 44 years old. She's a local DJ there, DJ's weddings and everything, beloved. She's a mom of two. She died in this shooting. Uh, all the rest, as I said, nine of them were children, are all have, were taken to hospital. No one else has died. So that's the good news. But um, And also, thank goodness, no people weren't shot because obviously there was, they did bring down this one shooter. Yeah, I'm going to be watching that uh, saga unfold. Okay. And then finally, on a sort of more local, local and maybe more positive um, note. So I did mention Buffle, the elephant seal, the massive elephant seal who is molting currently on Onrus Beach. And if you aren't following the Onrus Beach Facebook page and some other related pages from the area, go and do it because the videos and the coverage of this huge these thousands of kilograms heavy the way he is operating on that beach is just such a fantastic thing to just keep to watch so on the weekend because we talked about it last week a group of young kids they think it is maybe they were reveling at night actually kind of try to assault him and the local community who've been keeping an eye on him uh, particularly Meredith who we spoke to last week very very worried has actually got guards now. They're actually employing guards. They've managed to raise some funds for that. And local community members are watching him now all the time and he is safe. But it's just to me, I was just really upset to hear that these, that, that anyone would go and try and, and, um, 
you know, attack him in any way. And then he ran away. But he does move around a bit. And I think that the videos that were posted this week show him. He's massive. He lob, lob, he, what's the word? How, he crawls, I don't know, like as an elephant seal would, to the sea and has a little dip in the ocean, half molted. I mean, that coat is coming off. It looks so uncomfortable. But I've been in contact with um, a couple of people who've been involved with him over all the years. One of them, I really wanted him to come and chat to us, but he needed permission from his department. And he's just shared some information with me. I didn't, don't know enough about these things. There are not a lot of elephant seals on the South African coastline. They're mostly fur seals in those colonies, um, you know, off Hout Bay and other areas. And apparently Biffle, who we know they've been watching him for, I think it's more than 10 years. He, he was, uh, they think that he was born somewhere on our coastline here all those years ago. Like his mother gave birth to him. She was lost because apparently the colony of elephant seals is around Marion Island. So there are no colonies of elephant seals around our coast. And I would love to get one of these people who know more about him maybe on with you just to chat about it because it's so interesting. Yeah, You wouldn't want him as a pet, would you? No, no, he's massive. And apparently, like, now and then he goes to the fur colony, this fur seal colony, and he tries to mate with one of the fur seals who's like, you know, he's 30 to 40 times the mass of a typical fur seal and it doesn't end well for her. Isn't that a little bit like I'm not going to ask you for details. But apparently he doesn't walk. Brendan he, says he lollops. Lollop. Well, I was trying to think of the right verb. Yes, he lollops. That's a good word. And he, so he like, what's the word? He lollops down the beach, has a dip, comes back. He's doing well. But I was just quite sort of, you know, I was a bit sad to hear that they're really very, very, very few. They're like maybe two or three others that visit our coast regularly. The elephant seal. And he's, and he's got so private he's, security now. <laughs> It's like the ANC. It's got a blue light convoy. He's got a blue light convoy. Um, yeah, so just I, I didn't really know that elephant seals were so there were so few of them in South Africa on our coastline. Yeah. Um, so they obviously get a bit lost. And his mom, um, what was it, twelve years ago, ten to twelve years ago, she was obviously lost. Washed, came up onto the beach somewhere on our coast yeah. here on the Western Cape coast. And gave birth to him. Right, so that's his homing kind of... And so he keeps coming back mm. to this area, especially when he has to molt annually. Yeah. But I feel it's a bit of a lonely life for Biffle. He obviously has tried to make friends with the first seals, but that ain't working out. We're going to trust your judgment on, on, on that one and feel sorry for him. I can't <laughs> promise more than that. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara Friedman. Um, okay, that's the story about Biffle, an update from Onris. At quarter to ten. A share of 250,000 rand and the prestigious title of Brain of Brains is up for grabs in the Ultimate General Knowledge Showdown. The 2024 Discam Brain of Cape Talk. Better health starts here on Cape Talk. Indeed, quarter to ten. It is time for 